being willing to change our minds about the really big things is what I'm learning moves us forward. Hey, Sensitive Dreamers, this is Leela, a musical podcast all about believing in your dreams. And I'm your host, Lalita. If you haven't had a chance yet, I highly encourage you to leave a five-star review on your platform of choice. This lets me know that you are loving the content and it helps me create even better content and better stories moving forward. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Are you ready for some football? This is Lalita. What is up? And we are here with a brand new episode. Just can't seem to get enough of Leela. Am I right? My dog Luna is staring at me from across the room, bundled up. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I am and people of all walks of life. I'm recording this from my humble home studio. And you know what today is? Today's the day before my continuation day. Today is the day before my birthday. Hey, 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 the day that I was, that I arrived through my mother, thanks mom, onto planet earth. And um, there's some really important things I'd like to speak to you about today. Not just football, not just football kids, but um, this idea around allowing yourself to change your mind, allowing yourself to change your mind about the big things. Because For those of you who may be watching this show, I frequently find that sensitive dreamers created with a higher purpose, we can change our minds about lots of things. We might be incredibly indecisive at times, sitting at a restaurant with a menu and it might take us 15 hours to figure out what it is that we want to eat or change our minds and and go flip back and forth about the best strategy or the best way to approach a certain something, a project we're endeavoring to create. And then the doubt slips in. But what I'm talking about today is twofold. It's the willingness to change your mind about the big things, the things that we've been rooted in most of our life in our way of thinking, in our way of being, in our way of perceiving the world. And and why is this so incredibly important? Two things. As I'm approaching my birthday, hey, it's your birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. So um, as I'm approaching my birthday, hey, 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 there's something weird that happens. Maybe y'all can relate to this. It's like our birthday. It's like what they say, like when people get married, they turn crazy. It's like everything was real good. Then I done married her and she turned crazy. Same thing with birthdays. It's like we're chilling, we're living our lives and then the birthday comes around and it's like all our childhood fears, our wounds, are just we get kind of like sulking. I sometimes, it's like, why am I? And it's like, I feel like I have to do everything on that day, right? It's like the birthday comes, my hair's got to be perfect, my outfit's got to be perfect, I got to do all the best self-care. It's like, why am I making this crazy list in my head? And then the expectations that everyone seems to know what it is that I want, which in the moment, I don't even know what would satisfy me and what I want, right? That's like the craziest part, wanting other people to do what we can't even do or know what to do for ourselves. So as the birthday comes around, you know, thinking about getting older, it's not even about the age, right? 
It's about what the age symbolizes. It's about what the age symbolizes. And what I have found, and you might agree with this, that you feel like an, an old soul and a young spirit with lots of life experiences, being willing to change our minds about the really big things is what I'm learning moves us forward. Now, the big things can be broken down in very, very small decisions and small steps, but it's our willingness to believe in something different and to test that belief on grand scales that really moves the foundation of the places that we're sitting in. I frequently, on other episodes, use the analogy, you're allowed to leave. When I talk about, you know, what happens when you succeed in your dreams and you outgrow your neighborhood, you outgrow your family, you outgrow your friends and you arrive to this place and you think, shoot, like, I thought these people were going to be here with me. And you realize you're not in Kansas anymore. You're in some totally new place, except unlike our little friend Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, you're with new people, theoretically. And that can be really jarring and unnerving. But the thing is, we don't arrive at those places until we're willing to change our minds and change our hearts about things that we have long held on to and believed. And I don't mean believe as in, well, I'm just going to give you like a little affirmation. I'm going to tell you, speak this over your body three times. Rub it on your chest. Put it up your hoo-ha. Rub it on your third eye. Pray to Jesus. Pray to Buddha. And do a little dance. And you do that three times a week. 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 6 a.m. in the morning. And you call me. You're going to be fixed, girl. You're going to be singing a new song. I promise. That's not what I'm talking about. That is not the prescription I'm remedying for you. What I'm really speaking about is as we get older, there comes a point where we're looking ahead, we're looking behind, we're looking present. And it's this really unique space of marking yourself up against where you thought you might be. And for me, I never saw beyond college, actually. <laughs> I just knew I had to get to college. And for me, I think that symbolized freedom and it opened the door to a lot of very important life lessons, specifically around traveling. But I never saw beyond college, but to the point of the birthday, sitting back and, and marking where you thought you'd be versus where you are today, right? And I would endeavor to say that if we want to be in new places, we have to walk our feet to those places. Now that seems really logical. It's like you want to go to the bodega. I'm going to need you to get off your ass and walk to it unless you get delivery. We get delivery not leaving the places we're comfortable in perpetually. And we reach a certain age and we've been delivering ourselves. We've been having people come to these homes, metaphorically, that we live in and service our needs there. We build these little structures in our lives, these mental homes, these physical spaces. A lot of this is a metaphor. Hope you're keeping up. And instead of venturing out to walk into new places, to move our feet, to move these roots, to change our minds, we stay in the same space and we create things that support those spaces. We don't leave. So what I've learned from traveling, I remember being in France. <sighs> I was living in Paris. It was a beautiful and very sad time in my life. 
I was living the alleged dream, thinking myself to be married of sorts and my own version of that to someone. And I remember sitting there looking at him and saying, I traveled thousands of miles across multiple cultures to be sitting with the metaphorical people that I grew up with as a kid. The same elements, the same core things. I hadn't yet changed my mind. I hadn't yet changed my heart. I hadn't yet gotten to the energetic essence of the thing that it didn't matter how far I traveled, my roots and my situation and my life circumstances, my energy, the places that I truly resided in hadn't left Buffalo. And that's hard to say. So when you're, you're hitting your birthday, you're like, I'm not where I want to be, or this is frequently for any stage in your life. And I say, where are your feet? But more than your physical feet, where's your heart? Where are the places that you frequent in times of sadness and darkness and pain and frustration the most? Because that's what you're partially rooted in. The ability to change our mind is the ability to believe and to learn how to open the door to the places we feel trapped in and step outside. Now, if you've ever seen the show, I think it's like The Incredible Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Story about a girl and her, um, some bunker mates. It's a comedy, and she basically is in a bunker for like 30 years because they believe that the world is ending. And she was, she and these other women were abducted by this crazy preacher guy. And it's a comedy about what happens when she escapes the bunker and when they're finally free. Now, some of the women in that bunker truly believed that the world was ending and that they were being saved. So they feared venturing out of it. And they made a life around that experience. Everything was a reaction to their experience in the bunker. And so many of us, creative people with a higher purpose, sensitive dreamers, the artists in us, the, the people, the entrepreneurs, we're all the same in some respect. We're venturing out on this new way of being. We can feel these ties that tie us to our own bunker because we fear and believe that if we leave the bunker, the world's going to end. Now, here's the real key distinction in this. In some instances, if you leave the bunker, it isn't safe for you to do that. So for you to change your mind and believe, for example, I'm going to leave the bunker, everything's going to be okay. Sometimes that's just straight up denial, which is, again, a way of delivering things to your house to stay in the same situation. And I'm not blaming you in this. I'm just pointing it out. But if the circumstances really are safe and you can look out your window and see and point to and circle and identify that the circumstances are different, that's enough reason on some level in your heart to know that you can take a step outside the bunker in your life to change your mind to change your mind about the things you didn't even know you thought and believed. Because it doesn't matter how much you want to run in the direction of your dreams. If you are tied down with the weight of centuries of doubt and pain and angst and fear, if you have unknowingly, and we all have it to some degree, tethered yourself to this fear it doesn't matter which direction you're going in. Does it make sense to set sail into the wind? Is that going to work? Probably not. I don't know how far you would get paddling. Would it be easier to go with the wind? 
changing my mind has been, it's really interesting because I realized that I liked to be right. I had this like compulsion almost of like, if I'm not right, then I don't have value and it's a way for me to feel safe and it's a way for me to feel powerful and in control. It's like, I have to be right. So what did that mean? Well, it meant I can't change my mind because if I change my mind, I admit maybe I was wrong or I didn't believe the way that things, not now I'm different, but what does that mean? Who am I? But changing my mind and even about core things, things that had kept me safe as a kid, now I looked at and I was like, I don't believe that anymore. That's freedom. And now, all hailing from the venerable Julia Cameron from The Artist's Way. Do you know how old I'll be by the time I learn to play the piano? Answer, the same age you will be if you don't. I'm too old for that ranks with I don't have money for it as a great block lie we use to prevent further exploration. I'm too old is something we tell ourselves to save ourselves from the emotional cost of the ego deflation involved in being a beginner. I'm too old to go to film school, I told myself at 35. And when I got to film school, I discovered that I was indeed 15 years older than my classmates. I also discovered I had greater creative hunger, more life experience, and a much stronger learning curve. Now that I've taught in a film school myself, I find that very often my best students are those who come to the work late. I'm too old to be an actor. I've heard many students complain, and dramatically, I might add. They are not always pleased when I tell them that this is just not the case. The splendid actor John Mahoney did not begin acting until he was nearly 40. Ten years into a highly successful career, he has now often booked three films in advance and works with some of the finest directors in the world. I'm too old to be a writer, is another frequent complaint. This is more ego-saving nonsense. Raymond Chandler didn't publish until the far side of 40. The superb novel, Jules and Jim, was written as a first novel by a man in his 70s. If these excuses are beginning to sound flimsy to you, good! Ask yourself if you haven't employed a few of them. Then ask yourself if you can acquire the humility to start something despite your ego's reservations. The grace to be a beginner is always the best prayer for an artist. The beginner's humility and openness lead to exploration. Exploration leads to accomplishment. All of it begins at the beginning with the first small and scary step. For people who sit and listen to this show, first off, thank you. Thank you for listening to me. I just I just appreciate y'all so much. I really, really do. Clap. Golf clap, please. Thank you. I appreciate each and every one of you. And what I know to be true about freedom, what I know to be true about birthdays and continuation days, as my teacher calls it, what I know to be true about life is that this freedom that's inherent, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're driven by freedom on some level. The freedom we seek is not in the outside. The real freedom is being in the bunker 
and being free inside. That's the truth about not being imprisoned. Because it doesn't matter if you are imprisoned on the inside, if you have not been able to change your mind and believe it and get to the deep root of it inside. It doesn't matter if the bunker door flies open because when you walk out of it, you're still carrying the bunker with you. Changing my mind is currently one of the most powerful tools and confronting tools that up until today I've ever used. Because to change our minds requires faith. It's interesting, right? To believe in our dreams, we get to believe in all these other things first. Like, I can change my mind about that. It's safe to change my mind about that. It's safe to understand that I don't need to compare myself today on the eve of my birthday to who I thought I'd be when I was 20 now or who I didn't think I'd be. It's okay to change my mind about that dream I had about launching an ad agency. It's okay to change my mind about that relationship I thought was a failure, but now I realize it wasn't. It's okay to change my mind about how I view things like sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's okay to change my mind about the unconventionality of life and that I don't buy into much of the way the world sees the world. That my values feel very, very different. It's okay to change my mind about thinking that I need someone to understand me. Changing your mind is one part of changing your heart. And it's a huge piece of dismantling the roots that keep us locked in the things that hold us back. Changing your mind about food on a menu and being fluttery and not having true confidence. I think that's what that really is. Like, what do I want? Being indecisive. That's not the changing mind I'm talking about. I'm talking about sitting down, staring your fear, staring your dream, staring the dragon, staring the things that you want and fear most. Because let me tell you, they live right next to each other. You're not going to have one without the other. Staring them into their soul, into their eyes into their genitals if you want, whatever does it for you folks, no judgment here, to do that in a self-caring way and make the decision no more. That the things that are holding, the things that you are rooted in that are not nourishing, no mas, no more. To the degree that you're ready and able to do that. So much of creation comes from destruction. So much of what I create in my own life is the product, is the natural response to just cutting cords and letting go and destroying, so to speak, the things that don't work anymore. If you clear a field and tend to it, flowers will grow. You don't need to yell at the soil, but you do need to clear it away. So my questions for you today, folks, I got some questions for you. Questions for you are, what are you rooted in? Where is your heart and mind wandering, but your feet are still stuck in? What's your head stuck in? What's your heart stuck in? What past experiences are you constantly revisiting that just aren't true today? And let me tell you, I'm doing this work right now. We're going to get real. We're going to get so real with the peoples, ain't we? I'm doing this work right now, and it's astonishing to me to see how quickly my thinking goes. It's like I'm walking down the hall 
and I see something and I got the, and then all of a sudden it's like, I got these new glasses on and I see it in a completely different way, but not in the way that it is in the way that the past thought it was. Now the fear will say, oh my God, but what if it is like that? And now for some of y'all that have not changed your life situations, the fear may be validated. When I was in France, the fear that I had, while not completely accurate, was true because I was in a volatile situation that was not the most self-caring. But present day, that's not the case. And that might not be the case for you. So you get to distinguish where you're at and what you get to change your mind about. What do you get to change your mind about? So what are you rooted in? What do you keep frequenting? Frequenting, is that the word? Where do you keep visiting? Because until you're free, until you're really free, you're going to be fighting yourself. And freedom does not come from planes. It does not come from trains. It does not come from automobiles. It does not come from running a million miles an hour. Freedom comes from undoing the knots inside from watering the good seeds versus the seeds of pain and suffering that are within you. Freedom is the ability to be with the difficult. It's the ability to look the things in the eyes that you have felt afraid of and hold it with tenderness. That's freedom. Freedom is not avoiding the impossible, avoiding the difficult. It's meeting it with love, compassion, equanimity, and patience and tenderness, compassion. So how does this relate, tying this up in a bow, to your day? How does this relate to believing in your dreams? How does this relate to you taking the time to, on the eve of your birthday, checking yourself like, where am I going and where have I been? I'm going to venture to say that a lot of where you are is really a reaction to where you have been. And I am inviting you to slow down and do the ever important work to go from reacting to responding and to get there by being willing to change your mind. This will be one of the most valuable things you ever do in your life. Because when you start to respond, when you give yourself the grace of seeing where you're at, seeing what you're truly rooted in, and learning to see clearly and respond as a practice, your world will rapidly change because you will have learned to pick up your feet, roots, mind, body, and soul, and have them all move in synchronicity such that when you're in Paris, all of you's in Paris. There aren't bits and pieces of you floating around in other parts because you haven't called them back yet. Wherever you are, you're there totally that is the essence of creation. That is the essence of presence, of peace. That, my friends, is the essence of freedom. So, on today, happy birthday to me! If y'all would like, as a birthday gift, if you haven't already, please subscribe. It means the world to me. And share this with your friends. Send it to five people who could use the boost. Because you know what? I believe in you. And I believe in your dreams. And I know I know that you're here with a purpose and I hope that you learn to believe and act on that too. And wherever you're at in the game, whether you're still healing, whether you are ready to serve, whether you're out singing your best and bringing your voice to, the, to whoever, the masses, the small groups, doesn't matter who, that you're living it. I applaud you. You're here with a purpose and I'm here to help. I believe in you and I'll talk to you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please share this with 3515 of your fellow creatives with a higher calling, your fellow sensitive dreamers who are walking this path too. And connect. Follow me on Instagram at I am Lalita. And if you feel called to, I would shoot me an email, say hello. I'd love to hear from different listeners, get show ideas, and know that this is impacting you. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe. Subscribing lets me know that you love the content, that you love the messages, and it lets me know to keep going. Because just like you, I'm listening to my heart, following my dreams, and following my purpose. It is an honor every week to be on this journey with you. And thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.